Welcome back to the Dynasty Stock Market, uh, episode three, but episode two with my man Tyler over there. We are doing a 12-team Dynasty Startup, 12 rounds, Superflex, tight end premium with the Discord members down below. The Discord link is there. Go get in that. Um, we, we don't bother you with much stuff all day, just links to this, um, the mock drafts, links to videos, links to stuff we find interesting, as well as our free draft guide, rookie draft guide is down below. Make sure to brush up on that before you go into your – most rookie drafts are done, but before you go into your startups, because this stuff still applies, let's get into the video. Where the hell that come from? It doesn't matter. I want all my picks back, and I want David goddamn Putney just because I feel like it. You're out of your mind. Yeah, I am. Haven't I proved that already? All right, dude, so let's get this thing rolling. Uh, we are doing a Superflex tight end premium PPR mock draft. We were discussing our idea of strategy beforehand. I think what we should do is we should try and build the best possible long-term and short-term dynasty roster. Because I know me and you were kind of stuck up in doing – not stuck up in it, but we're, we, we see the benefit of going uh, super veteran heavy to start. So I think we should try and get a good mixture to actually see maybe if it is the better route to take versus the others. Um, so with that being said, I know we have our – the top four ADPs are going to stay the same, but who would you want – the most to fall to us obviously Mahomes just went one but who would you want yeah. the most uh Barkley mainly off of reality there's no way in hell Christian McCaffrey gets to the four in any draft uh but if he does that's an issue um so I think realistically Barkley but if not I'm plenty okay with Camaro for sure I agree too I think that to be honest like I could see a world where coming up here soon there's been a, there's going to be a lot of hype coming in for Kyler and Dak to where like one of them could sneak in at that four or the three and I don't know if that's a bad pick. I mean, like, I'm, I'm an advocate for at least getting one long-term QB. Um, it's just – it's obviously harder to replace. Oh, someone is. This is ridiculous. This is crazy. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, no, this is uh, – this is kind of wild, the fact that we're going to get one of those two running backs. I'm kind of surprised. I don't know. I think, I think the one should be Mahomes no matter what. I don't – Running backs are so fragile and versatile. Like they're just they're they're. I know it's McCaffrey and all, but he will see yeah. a dip in production. We'll break it down a lot more. Um, we love to see the auto pick first round here. So it's gonna be McCaffrey, unless sleeper did not update their whole random, random uh. No two. I don't. Okay. Yep. All right. So we are picking up here. I can kind of make the pick. Oh, bark. Okay. All right. So let's just imagine it was one of the running backs here. Uh, it's it's not. It's really whatever. We won't I'm, talk about the we won't talk about the the value because normally that wouldn't happen for sure, um, but we came out like I said with the top four how not how it should be but to how the players should be, um, so just in general who exclude the top four I would imagine your top that's your top four in terms of super flex like big board you could say or like your I I push it I say top five um, I think there's five guys who I kind of play flexible with. Um, that are plenty okay going in my top four. I throw Kamara into those, you know, the two quarterbacks in Saquon and, and McCaffrey. I think Kamara's really, really good. I think he's on a team with a lot of opportunity for him. I very much like uh, Alvin Kamara being thrown into that top five. That's just a personal opinion. I think it separates, uh, I think in my personal rankings, I think Kamara kind of separates himself from Zeke uh, and Michael Thomas and anything further down the line. So I have Kamara sitting in my top five, but that's about the five that I would have. 
Yeah, for sure. I think by the time you're hearing this or soon, we will have our rankings up on the site in terms of like all the, the overall quarterback, running back, uh, dynasty, and redraft, all that stuff will be up on there. Yeah, I think that it's – I think Kamara to me is the easy five. Um, I could see if you really like going receiver. I am just totally off wide receivers early in dynasty unless you're getting a good value in round two in terms of like – like most of the time I won't take one until like back in round two if a guy like Adams or Godwin falls, but then kind of post that I'm – just kind of avoiding him in general. So we're going to move on here with the rest of the picks. Uh, as you can see, if you're listening on podcast, I'll read them off for you. Zeke, Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook, Kyler Murray, CEH. Uh, reasonable. I guess we'll see how he plays out the rest of his draft. Dak, Joe Mixon, and Deshaun Watson on the turn. I'm trying to see. Yeah, there really is no other running back I would have went there over Mixon. It's, it's tough to me because we, we're we going to do the same thing with Mixon, Mixon this year where we expect – him just to be this elite guy right and he is an elite running yeah. back but he's I, I don't want to say he's never going to reach that top I guess you could say I'm just going to put him in a group of four of the Kamara Zeke Barkley McCaffrey he never will be that just because Bernard's still there Bernard is a really good running back in general just not a good fantasy back um yeah no the, the value provides off the field I, yeah. I, I I agree to that so it's just kind of tough to see it's tough to gauge because I love Chubb but Hunt's still there so obviously his ceiling is capped but I still love Chubb in terms of long term. So I don't think they'll sign back Kareem. Uh, they only got him back because he was restricted. I think as people need to keep that in the back of their minds. So or redraft, I think both are going to be really good. I think it's going to be a fun stack. I might have them quite a bit, a lot. But in terms of dynasty, they're both really good values here. Um, so we're coming back around here. Uh, I said Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, JT. The first tight end at 2 5 for Kittle. And then Tyree Kill at the 2 6. It's a fun stack with Michael Thomas and Tyree Kill. I like that a lot here. Um, so what do you, I know it's a tight end premium league, but what are your thoughts on Kittle at the two five? Little early, uh, I think if he got to our pick, I wouldn't feel comfortable taking him. I feel I still think there was there was value to take, um, but you know he did go running back first round, so I feel like you're more flexible to do so. Whereas in um, Dave, uh, he went two wide receivers. I hate that with a passion right now. I, I don't know what it is about the two wide receiver sets that I am just not getting behind. But even though they're the two best you are going to dry up on running back quickly. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. I want to go running back and it's, Oh, never mind. No, we don't. Uh, I will say one thing here. I think we should go. I like Russ here a lot. Um, or we go one of the Adams or Godwin. Uh, personally, I think they have the highest ceiling, especially since DeAndre Swift te- switch teams. Uh, but what do you think we should go here? I would lock down the quarterback. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought Eckler would be there. He went with the pick before, so that's unfortunate. Um, I'm not really sweating too much about it. I think you can go one of the two quarterbacks there, Allen or Wilson. I'm plenty okay with either of them. I'll go with Russ. I take uh, Allen. I take Allen in too many mocks, and I think that Russ is is really safe. Um, back to the wide receiver because I was gonna, before we picked here. So, to be honest, I don't like the double down, but I think that's the best double down on a wide receiver you could possibly imagine in terms of dynasty. Like, because if you think about it, the ceiling for both those guys no matter how bad the rest of your roster plays, you're going to win every week. Like their ceiling, they're combining for like 75 points. So I think it's fun. Um, he, if this were me and this is what he picked, I would completely boot the running back to start. Like then I would just hit my quarterbacks. I would hit my tight end. And then I would just shuffle in wide receivers. Um, I think this is more of a safer floor there for sure. So yeah, this guy is gone. We might, we, we might boot him after a while. Um, if this, we're wasting 45 seconds every time. Yeah, well, uh, I'll kind of I'll kind of dive into something real quick. So, uh, a strategy that I'm really backing right now is if you have a late round pick, 
Uh, and I kind of mentioned this uh, a little bit earlier in the video, but if you have a late round pick, I'm talking, um, you know, 12, 11, 10, uh, 9, uh, even into the 8 spot as well, just going running back. You're just pounding the running back position yeah. as much as you can. Uh, obviously, when you look at the top four, uh, top well, you know, my top five, um, you get those guys and they're going off the board. Those are really, really high-end talents. Uh Guys like Mixon, we talked about it. There's risk. Nick Chubb, risk. Josh Jacobs, risk. Jonathan Taylor, risk. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I'm not going to – I'm going to pretend like yeah, but I'm there, But there is risk. Like, risk. There, is only, there is only four, and I'm going to say four and a – or I'm going to say five, maybe five and a half because you got Dalvin Cook's injury that are like yeah. locked and loaded. You're not worried about exactly. any of the running backs. I would so, throw Eckler in there just because Eckler's yeah. catching ability is – elite in terms of where you're getting his ADP. But yeah, I get exact. I, I agree yeah. with you hundred percent. So to prevent that bus kind of factor, if you're sitting here with, with two flex spots and a super flex spot, why not go for running backs to start it off? You can never have enough depth at running backs, but what will happen is you will run out of depth. The further you get down the draft, if you are one of those turn picks, go get two running backs, go stabilize that position almost immediately. And then if you see value later on, go get that as well. Um, kind of looking at what we're seeing though right now, there's a guy who I absolutely love um, sitting on the board still, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. My number, I think, you know what, I think I moved him to three. I think I go um, Thomas Hill, then Hopkins. In Dynasty? I still really like it. In Dynasty, In, yeah. Okay. He's tough for me. Um, I mean, like, I, know, I know my top five. It's Michael Thomas. I have Adams, and then I have Godwin purely due to age, and I think he has the same floor as those guys. Ceiling might be a little capped. Uh, we saw last year that it wasn't, but you kind of have to put things into perspective. I think my four right now – oh, gosh. I feel like I'm missing someone. Oh, I think it's Hill, and then I have Hopkins, but it's pretty interchangeable here. So do you, do you want to share up Hopkins or – Well, let's look at running – yeah, I would. Like, I would only go Hopkins or I'd go Kelsey here since it's tight end premium. I, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I am we'll full full on that. I think. Um, I think we go Hopkins. I don't. I don't I think agree. you're gonna get that value later. I agree. In the in the startup we just did, pretty crazy that. Actually, I think that was the same. Well, switch around Adams and Hopkins. It was the two twelve for Hopkins, three three for Adams, I believe. Which, like, it is undervalued, and when you look at it, but like in perspective to who went before them, like I get why people would go that before him, but I think that's a really good chance to capitalize. I mean, you look at the first pick, Jake here there. I wouldn't have gone Henry. I probably would have gone Hopkins there, but yeah. But the Mahomes, Adams, Hopkins stack, like that's very that's very there. I don't mind the Henry if you're just gonna replace the running back like in the future. Cause I mean he's easily a top five. I think he's my five or six in terms of redraft right now. I just can't seem to move him down any farther. Um with the one year he's gonna have to prove that he's worth the $10 million. So I think that's a good spot there for sure. All righty here. We will keep going. The right, the rookie running backs will start to go here. So DeAndre Swift going at the three, five, the rookie uh, RB three in this draft. Let me see Joe Burrow, which is uh, relatively kind of where I think he will go in most drafts. Kenyon Drake, JK Dobbins. I Aaron Jones went, I don't know. I'm so, I feel like people are really confused. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not. I think people are confused what's going to happen. I don't even know if the Packers know what's going to happen because he could easily be one of the best values in all drafts or he could easily be the one of the worst picks in all drafts this year. Exactly. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give an example. So for that value that you're kind of talking about, 3-2, um, hell no. Hell no. I am plenty okay. But yeah. I got Aaron Jones in the fourth round, middle of the round, uh, in a startup 
Yes, please. And that was with that running back strategy where I had Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, and Kenyon Drake uh, and Miles Sanders. And he was my fifth pick. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? The value's too fucking good. Uh, yes, I could have gone with a wide receiver. I could have shored up the position. I did later, and, and yeah. the value was falling to me, which I, I definitely enjoyed, um, of, of, of course. Why does he got to be like that? But whatever. Um, yeah, no, I, I went with that, that running back. You find Aaron Jones in the middle of the fourth round, please do it. Uh, take the risk. It's not really much of a risk at that point. Now, if you're doing it at the 3-2, I'm a pass, in all honesty. Yeah, especially with all the rookie running backs. I just think that their long-term – the age difference isn't there, but the long-term and the, the high-end ceiling, I think, is definitely over him. Ooh, I love the, the Kelsey Mar- – I, I am staking my claim that Mark Andrews and tight end premium, get this out of your guys' head, is not upgraded. He is not upgraded compared to the other tight ends. Tight end premium, no matter how you slice it, 1.25, 1.52, 2, 1.75, whatever the point differential is, only helps tight ends that catch the ball more. Obviously, it helps all tight ends because all tight ends get a catch boost. But like Mark Andrews gets, what, 50, 60 catches? Yeah, but a guy like Travis Kelsey is getting 110. Zach Ertz is getting 100. Like, it's – it's. I think they're just kind of – people are relying on the low snap share and the touchdown percentage again, which if there's a regression in all quarterback touchdown percentage, that means there has to be one in tight ends because mm-hmm. who do the tight ends catch the ball from? So I think it's – Definitely interesting there. If I were if I were there on that turn, I think I would have went Kelsey for sure. I probably Oh gosh. I don't, I don't know. know. There were some I mean Kenny Galladay's there, Julio. Uh, I mean you can mess with Odell, I wouldn't, but uh, you know, Ridley's also there. I, I think that was just uh, an ego move. So congratulations, Danny. I think I, I'm really hoping Julio falls to us here. I think that'd be the smash pick. Um look, look I don't I don't mind Fournette for a one-year, and he's still kind of young. I don't mind that either. Um, quarterbacks, I like Matt Ryan. Yeah, but I think you can get him later, in all honesty. I agree. If we miss out on Julio, I say we go Calvin Ridley next pick. Dude, I love Calvin Ridley in Dynasty and redraft. If Kenny Galladay is there, I am plenty okay That's with true. that. That's true, yeah. I have Kenny Galladay, I think, at the 11 in Dynasty. I think I have Juju ahead of him, and I have Julio. I I'm trying to think who else. I think Calvin Ridley is like my 12. Michael Thomas, Tyree Kill, Chris Godwin, Devontae Adams, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Just just listen out, guys. I think I go Evans. Um, and I think I have, I have Kenny G floating around the 7, 8, 9 range. I mean, in all honesty, he's really good. Uh, okay, there goes Julio. Smart pick. But I think the value for him is, is not as high because people are like, well, the end of the season wasn't great. Well, let's get Stafford back. Let's get him healthy. Yeah, DeAndre Swift, your running game is now – uh, a double attack because carry on Johnson's still a good back. Now he's not going to be fantasy relevant sucks rip. Um, but Deandre Swift's just going to add more elements to that run game. And now you're going to have a really, really balanced attack and Kenny G is going to, going to make his mark. Yeah. I think that the only part that scares me is the splits with Stafford are great. Right. But the splits with Marvin Jones are not good. So I think people are kind Come of on. like, Second time of gotten sniped. I know. And I don't, I don't like reaching on any of these guys because they're all nope. so similar to me. Pass. Do we go Matt Ryan because this guy doesn't have a quarterback? He only Ornette. has one. But think about this though. Yeah. He he has two chances at a quarterback. He has two chances at a quarterback. So I think we should sure up Matt Ryan because I do see a pretty big drop off after that. I like Stafford, but that back concerns me. Well, we got Russell Wilson. We got a we got a top top seven guy. I think I think I think if you lock down uh, my personal opinion, the top seven. Or is, is, is then there's a big drop 
Uh, yeah. I think if you lock down one of those, you don't really need to worry about quarterback um, until a little bit later. Whereas the running backs, I mean, there's nothing there. There's nothing. There. I agree. And we can go take a guy like Armstead a little bit later just to make sure we have that yeah. running back in case he gets traded or pulls exactly. out or whatever the case may be. I'm hoping – I want Ridley to fall here is my hope. Ooh, Goff went. If I think if Matt Ryan goes here, though, I think that's kind of a smash to me. Um, but I do like Ridley. I don't mind Zach Ertz at the five, uh, fifth round. Just because it's tight end premium, like I said, that's going to boost him a lot. He would kind of be our wide receiver too anyways if he was there. Yeah, um, yeah I don't mind that at all here. So the, the guy is back. He made his pick, Jared Goff. I kind of figured he'd go quarterback. If he was smart, he would have went quarterback next round and got his receiver or running back a choice here. But it's whatever, however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. I would imagine a running back would get picked here just in case Aaron Jones is not the long-term in Green Bay. I think they will sign him back, though, um, and run a 50-50 with Dylan and Jones. Um, Evan Ingram at the 411. That is a lot higher. I don't mind it. I mean, obviously you're playing the injury, but I think it's definitely worth the risk. Interesting build to his team there. I like the Lamar Jackson Josh Allen stack is just impressive, anyways. That that's even possible to do, but I still set you back a little bit in terms of other value. Um, who are you trying to who do you want to get here at your next pick? Our Matt next Ryan. Pick? <laughs> I think your dream okay. situation is Matt Ryan's there, but um you know, just in case not, Calvin Ridley's a really good pick. Uh, none of the other receivers are screaming, uh, screaming anything at yeah. me. Keenan Allen's really interesting. I really like him as a as a receiver in general. But what is the situation like? So I don't know if you, if anyone wants to mess with that, or yeah. you know, at least find yeah. out what's what's up with it before. Yeah, I think that this Ridley is just always undervalued. I think there's so many vacated targets now that obviously he was hurt, so like a little bit. Like, there's a lot of vacated targets because guys were hurt. Um, yeah. Oh, he's back on now. Odell, starting to grow a little bit more on him. Uh, I Me think that this, the, situ, the situation he was kind of in, uh, the, the in terms of, like, the regression stats revolving him are definitely there, so I don't mind that whatsoever. Um, well, I think he's going to fall to us. I think we're going to get one of them. I hope so. Uh, so we're going to go Matt Ryan or Ridley if they're both gone. I say we just go Ertz. Okay, they're both there. So Matt Ryan or Ridley at the pick here. Quote and side of the 5-2. Huh. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Receivers are tough because I definitely have yeah. my set list. Ah, oh, dang it. Like the fourth time we've gotten sniped. All right. We'll just go get like a Ryan Tannehill and like Justin Herbert stack or something like that later in the – in the draft for sure. But I like – I mean, we have two, I'd say, top 12 in terms of like one-year guys and running back. I would say Hopkins finishes top 12, and I think Ridley's going to blow everyone's mind this year. And then Russ is top six at worst, usually in yeah. terms of where he finishes. It might not be the prettiest like in terms of a per-game basis, but he gets it done, and that's all that matters in a dynasty league for sure. Then we see Allen Robinson and we see Matt Stafford. To be honest, that's kind of early – like, Matt Stafford has been all over the boards. Um, I think people are starting to realize that he is going to be okay. Um, but I think people are also starting to realize that the quarterback value value on the other end of the kind of Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan is gross. Um, normally, they'd be the Aaron Rodgers range, like the Mitchell Trubisky range, but obviously that's not a thing anymore. So it's kind of, it's kind of gross to see some of these play out here. Um, yeah. For sure here. I'm just trying to see if anyone – so Grant Hill does not have any quarterbacks. That's a, he'll probably look to attack that here. Um, 
Dave went receiver, receiver, like we talked about. Bounced mm. it back with Kenny and Drake. I don't mind that whatsoever. I think he probably should have went and get with a guy like Fournette there. I don't know. It's tough. Goes on the auto pick here with the app open. You love to see it. Nope. Okay, DK. That's just an announcement first. Okay, DK Metcalf. I have a strong feeling Danny will be taking CD Lamb with this next pick. <laughs> uh, yeah, potentially. Um, dumb decisions. Is what Danny's been doing already. Got two tight ends. Um, don't really know why. Now you're you're starting Mark again. We talk about it. You're starting Mark Andrews in a flex spot. Like what? Like like what? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I guess I don't really. No matter. Get it. Um, you could give Mark Andrews seventy catches this year. And he'll still be 50 points behind Julio Jones in terms of overall finish. So the, yeah. people just over – they think tight end premium, they just get super excited. I don't – they don't and, actually, like, do the math or anything. Yeah. And it's not like I don't like uh, I don't like Mark Andrews. I just don't like him as your second tight end where you're, like, saying, oh, yeah, I'll put him in the flex spot. Well, why? Why would you do that? You know? Yeah, like I, when you have so many receivers that. that will finish top 12. I, I mean, know. it's fine. You're, you're kind of sitting here and you feel like you have to, to – grab maybe a lesser of a talent wide receiver here to kind of compromise for that. Uh, don't do what Danny did. That's not really, you know, maybe it's me coming yeah. after Danny, but understand that you can't, you're, you can only really start one tight end. If you're saying, oh yeah, I'll start a tight end in the flex spot because they're going to give me a little boost. It's still not going to give you the value that any of the other wide receivers could have given yeah. you, especially since AJ Brown, uh, Julio, Kenny Galladay, Calvin Ridley were all there. Eh. If now if Mark Andrews was sitting in this round and you already grabbed that wide receiver, I could consider it, but not really a big fan. Daniel Jones goes off the board in the ten in the fifth round. I think that's something we're seeing a lot of. Daniel Jones hype really uh really getting up there. Yeah, I think that um I've been looking at a lot of strength of schedules, uh like more in depth and just like who they play, kind of like what they allowed last year, uh based on win totals this year, stuff like that. We'll have we'll have episodes like that for sure. His starting He'll be, I think he'll be a fun quarterback to have in redraft and dynasty for sure. Cause he's going to, I think he's yeah. the quarterback of the future from what he showed last year. And I think what he's going to show coming this year, the team only got better. They didn't change the offense, which I think is the, the big thing, especially because it's not going to be a training camp or OTA most likely. So he's not going to have to change anything. They're just going to insert a pro ready left tackle, which I think is definitely huge. And people don't like to um, people. There's a difference between breeding in a Mekhi Becton and an Andrew Thomas. They're both going to be really good tackles, I think. But Becton's going to need a fight. He's just a very athletic tight end, very uh, raw tight end. But Andrew Thomas is ready right away. And I know we mentioned that all the time when we were making our mocks a couple months ago. But, yeah, I think it'd be fun. But Daniel Jones' beginning schedule, I remember off the top of my head, is rough. So he'll probably be one of our trade targets week two or three. Or maybe you take him and then you take, like, a Drew Brees or something like that. We'll we'll have all that for sure. Um and we'll have our draft guide information. We will get that narrowed down to uh, what we're going to kind of do. Um, something a little bit different than others, we think. Uh, so we'll have more information on that. Pairs it with Drew Locke. I don't mind the – well, here, we can just go over his team right now. The oldest player on his team is Josh Jacobs. So I kind of like that strategy. Uh, it's, it's a rebuild, but it's not really a rebuild. So I think that's, very, that's a very fun uh, sort of build there for sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um... Team looked good. You got your two, two uh, running backs early. Uh, I value that decision because uh, you kind of look at what happens when there's when you, you're kind of slim out at running back position uh, in round six. Can you check the running back position real quick? Yes, sir. So you it's see, gonna be like uh, the Melvin Gordon. Or he just went. Yeah. Yeah, we're about six and a half in, and then look what's on the board. 
if you feel confident starting one of those guys outside of Bell, who honestly I think will be a very good start for this year only, um, and, and you're forced to play one of those guys consistently every uh, every game, I feel very sorry for your team. This is a clear example as to why you have to go running backs early. You've got to do it. Uh, bite the bullet if you need to. Lose value on good wide receivers. Don't care. Lose value on quarterbacks. Most quarterbacks are still going to put up double digits. Running backs will die on you, and they will get hurt. And if you don't have depth or you don't have the star players, you're screwed. So you've got to go running back early. I do not get the one running back through six rounds kind of strategy that um, about to be two teams do. Maybe. Yeah, I think what goes in with it is that we will have – we will have set – like when I play redraft, and I'm sure we'll touch on this in the draft guide and videos, I have set strategies um, in terms of like what position I'm taking here. Like I don't want to say like you have to take, we'll say this Miles Sanders in the second round, but like how I approach building my team where in dynasty, you can't really decide because I know I I say it all the time. I'm going to keep saying there is no dynasty ADPs. Like if I want Clyde Edwards or Lair in the 107, you're going to take him there because you think that – it's all speculative value in the future. Obviously, contracts are set in stone, but the Chiefs could go just add another running back next year. You know what I'm saying? Mahomes could leave the team next year. Like, it's the stuff that you don't know it's going to happen. Obviously, that's, that's far-fetched. But, like, it's, it's the like, – for example, who would have thought the, the Packers would have drafted a quarterback out of nowhere? Not even Aaron Rodgers. You'd think that they would talk to him being like, hey, we're going to bring in this guy. Like, the, the franchise quarterback for the Packers that let, let them – to many playoff games and it happens out of nowhere and then we see that this everyone is off and um stuff like that people are going on auto pick here yeah I, I don't really know what's going on but it's fine i mean they have the green uh active but you know it, it's whatever oh i think they're a little confused over here yeah so kind of looking at some teams and how they're mapping out again i mentioned the teams that have gone six rounds with only taking one running back it's a mistake don't do that. Um, even if you just love all the value that's there, it's uh, it's going to hurt you. It, I genuinely believe it will. It's going to put you in a bad spot, and I think some teams are going to realize that later on in the draft when they're picking up bust kind of guys. Um, yeah, we're up here. Um, I see a couple guys that I might have higher than anyone. So Okay, so I really like Woods, Lockett, and Boyd. I think they're super undervalued here. Um, but I don't mind um, – going a love bell here because i think he will go on the turn possibly here for sure yeah. um i know that we said we're, we're gonna build long term and short term but the six nine for a top 20 running back in terms of production is solid i think that we can get a receiver i think we can get one of boyd lockett or woods here on the turn because these teams are pretty oh, receiver heavy absolutely uh, yeah i don't mind that at all and and honestly um if we think the value is good enough we could probably go Keyshawn vaughn on the turn if he's there um, and, and then counteract that bell pick with a, with a young Keyshawn Vaughn <laughs> could be interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know how I'm going to approach. I think in redraft, I'm going to be completely off that backfield. Um, everyone says take the cheaper guy, but is that still really a value when you compare it to how you can approach the rest of your draft? Um, like I said, we'll get into all that. Uh, I do a lot of that in terms of like how I give my analysis. I look at a lot of like, you could set point totals to a round. If you came out with, I don't know, X player in round one, how would you evaluate this? And then how would you counteract the rest of the draft? Stuff like that that will, that I definitely like taking a look at. More draft strategy. Because, like I said all the time, 
it's fantasy playoffs or to get to the fantasy playoffs takes skill, but you win the championship takes luck. So there's no, like, I can't tell you like, Oh, Sam Brown is going to finish the top 10 quarterback because I don't know. Like I can make projections. I can project the, the strength of schedule, stuff like that, but stuff changes in the season. So I think we'll definitely see good value like that. But yeah, I love, I know the Fournette and the Love Bell people are probably like, why are you doing that? Like, that's terrible. Uh, Love Bell, definitely a one-year rental, but I think that he's not going to retire at age 29. And I think Fournette's still 24, if I remember right. Like, a 24 running back with that type of production doesn't just go unheard of um, in in free agency. You see this all the time with Carlos Hyde keeps coming back in the NFL. I know Carlos Hyde's not a fourth-round pick, but he just keeps coming back. Just keeps coming back. starting running back next year. They, yeah, and he's 25. So I think we could see a similar case yeah. where Jordan Howard's going to get 1,000 rushing yards this year. I know that obviously it's not your fourth-round pick, but, like, you can probably get Howard in the 11th, a guy that you can put in your second flex and not have to worry about it here. So we do see um, none of the receivers that we wanted to go here, so that's a good thing. So Judy Singletary, Darnold, Chris Carson, Devontae Parker, and James Conner. So I'm going to let you take your pick of Woods, Lockett, and Boyd here. Okay, so I'll give a quick rundown for each of them. So Robert Woods is in a situation where Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson are only pulling from each other. Uh, Robert Woods is the, the clear main target in that offense, so that's very interesting. Tyler Lockett, um, I think he's going to fall to the 1B uh, to DK Metcalf. That's things that we're talking about, and that's a running offense. So Tyler Lockett, not a guy I'm looking at. Tyler Boyd, number one wide receiver on an offense where a lot of receivers around him always get hurt. So both Boyd and Robert Woods are very, very uh, interesting picks to me. So which offense you think is going to be better next year? I think the Rams are going to be better. Uh, that's why my decision-making is Robert Woods. And if you do not like my decision there, please leave a comment down below. Um, if you dislike my comment, dislike it. Uh, dislike the video. If you love what I just said there, like it. Subscribe, hit the bell. Guys, thank you for watching this far. We'll jump back into the content. Lucas, any picks that you've liked so far that, that have come off the board? Yeah, I mean, I, okay, like I love the Ridley and Woods pick. Um, I think Ridley's my 12 in Dynasty. I think Woods is my 13. Cup shortly behind at the 14 due to – no, sorry, sorry. I have Cup 14 just due to age. Um, and I think that he he's a type of receiver that no matter what team you play on, a slot is a good receiver, whereas Woods is a flanker type receiver. Not like saying that's bad, but it just works well for the Rams. You just take that into account as well because Cup is a free agent this year. I don't think they let him walk, but if they do, he could go to any team and still see the same productions. I love those picks. Um, I've been getting a lot of those guys uh, quite a bit just in terms of dynasty startups. Um, I, 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 Dobbins at 3-8, I think we're going to be looking at this next year, and I think we're going to be like, holy cow, how do people get him in the third round? I, th- I think he will be a top eight dynasty back next year. I think Dalvin Cook will see a step down. I think Zeke will see a step down. And I think we'll be talking about at least two of these rookie running backs in the top eight for sure. Um, I don't know if it's Dobbins, JT, or Lair. Obviously, all three of them can't be the highest projected that we're going to like think they are, but obviously we're going to do that right now just because we're, we're fans of the game. Um, but, yeah, I like Kelsey at the 312. Super undervalued in time. The man's going to play until he's 38. Like, I know that he's old, but everyone thinks age just drives you down. Same with Julio Jones. We had this conversation on today's video. We're recording this on Saturday. Julio at the 4-7. I would take Julio in the second round. I don't care if he's 31. The man's playing for three to four more years. And he had his worst season last year. And he was like the wide receiver five in PPR. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it just doesn't make any sense. I get, I get age. But, like, I mean, I'm going to be real here. How many dynasty leagues do you play and then go for more than four or five years? Like, yeah. 
Exactly. I mean, obviously, like, we're newer to this game, but, like, I know, like, maybe two of my leagues will actually hang in that long without so much turnover. So, yeah, we'll see there for sure. I don't mind, like I said, the Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen stack. Yeah. But outside of quarterbacks, I don't really care too much to, like, say it's a good value because I could take Dak at the 103, and it would still be a good pick in the long haul. So, and I think you touched on this. Uh, well, well, you did. And, and I just want to – I just kind of want to give a little take here. Um, I think we're going to see Cam Akers be what Miles Sanders is right now, where he lights up the back end of the year. And he's going to find himself being in that mid-second round. And people are going to be like, do you take the risk? Uh, is, the, is the coaching staff willing to run with him? Uh, I really, really like Cam Akers. I loved him out of college, which really hurts me being a Gator fan. But he tore us up. Uh, the guy's very productive. He pass blocks. He receives the ball really well. And obviously his rushing totals are, are phenomenal. Um, even with such a poor offensive line, he gets the job done. I really, really like Cam Akers as, a, as an overall talent. Um, and, and just getting him acclimated to the offense, I don't think he'll start very well at all to the point where you're not starting him confidently. But I think you'll get Cam Akers to a point at the end of the season where he's very, very valuable. And you can, you can depend on Cam Akers being a, a good back to you. I think he can definitely be talked into the conversation of, of the Dobbins-Taylor role. I don't like CH, but I'm not going to mention that. So <laughs> throw it in the video. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing to think of, I, don't, I think people are over-exaggerating this whole Rams team. We've talked about it before. Uh, we'll probably have team previews, draft guide, in video form, whatever. Um, Gurley finishes the RB15 for as bad as that offense was. Like, I'm not, I hate throwing comps. That would be a direct comp to say that Akers is going to be the run react 15. But no matter how bad that offensive line is, like, the value is there. Akers is a better, I'm saying this right now, Akers is a more athletic running back than Gurley. I know Gurley was a fantastic college prospect, but obviously there is more to than just, it was not just an injury. It was a track record of knee pain injury there's, so it, and there's no track record with acres and i'm just gonna say this i think the rams line issue is a little bit blown up uh i think yeah. people are blowing that up a little bit more um per oh gosh i forgot who it was but uh, you, you and me both did that research but we realized that they were like the number one pass offense last year in, in line protection um that's phenomenal uh, they, i think they were they were 19th in run um is what is what i recalled um yeah, so, and it was it was like I think it if you averaged it, it was like fourteen, uh, whatever that would be. Um, that's not bad. No, like, I don't I'll remember. take it, and I think it's a little bit higher than that. I mean, that's that's a top that's a top uh, half of the league line. Yeah, and you're, and you're working with an offense that's efficient in getting the ball out and letting targets go. I'm pro it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, and I think that. Um, I think when they run a lot of 12 personnel and they're going to, tight ends aren't accounted into the stats for offensive linemen. That's just like something that's like they, they make that obvious on football outsiders and then it's just not a thing because you can't – because they're moving around, they're shifting, they're running routes, so it's hard to keep track of all that. Because that, that data is taken from obviously the statistical data, but people are tracking games. That's how it works. That's why people like are hired to do that. So I think that – Adding in Hopkins, Gusecki, uh, Everett, and Higby, I think is they're going to be a huge addition here. So we haven't even been really tracking the draft. So you can see if you're watching on here. Um, a lot of receivers left. I don't. I think we should probably go get our do we have a second quarterback. No. Um, it's gross. Um, no, I got quarterback. We, well, who's at, who's at the top? I'm, I, I was just missing the name. Oh, Cam <laughs> let's wait. Okay, so let's just go best available. We kind of need a. I don't mind carry on or Darius guys here. Um, 
they're both twenty. Why not Keyshawn Vaughn? Why not? Why not back pocket him? Uh, um, right. You're putting him in the back pocket. You're like, okay, in a year, this is our Bell replacement. And if he sucks all all of 2019, oh, no, 2020, where are you at? Um, if he sucks all of 2020, I don't care because we have our starter in Bell. Um, you let him kind of float away on your roster. Uh, sit on the sit on the bench. Don't move him because I think his value is going to continue to increase as the season goes on. And if you really want to move him for, say, you're ready for the championship win, uh, you do it. But don't worry about it. You let him float away and um, grow into a 2021 starting back. And that that's when you're using him. That's when Bell's uh, working his way out of starting potential, and you replace him with Keyshawn Vaughn. I love the move. Yeah, for sure. I think Rojo's a Rojo's a free agent next year too, which is definitely a uh... Something to keep tabs on. I think, I think Derek. I don't buy into yeah, it. I don't really know. I'm not going to mess with it. I think Derek Carr would be my pick here. Um, I like it. Yeah. I mean, like Rivers is a backup plan. Obviously, it's a one-term thing or one-year thing. But I think Carr is the pick here. Uh, I don't know how I feel about these last couple picks here. I don't know. People are getting smarter. People are getting smarter. Gusecki at 8-7. That's definitely interesting. Um I would have liked Brady at that 8-8. We, got some, we keep getting sniped. People that I would take at those picks are just gone. Right, well, here's the thing. We'll, we'll, quickly mention, uh, we'll quickly mention this king. So, Dylan Joy uh, is in our Discord league, uh, watches all the videos, probably uh, probably a number one fan as of right now. Uh, what a king. Yeah, I, love that. I love that team. Absolutely love Dylan. And you know what? He's, uh, he's either somehow watching this, even though it's just a recorded episode, not alive, or – he just knows what we're doing and he's following everything. He's watching the videos guys. We're going to try and give you the best advice we can. Um, I'll reiterate it again. If you guys aren't subscribed, please uh, hit the bell too. If you guys want to be alerted with this content, like comment, whatever you want to do. Um, we appreciate it. We're on the clock here. Easy pick Derek Carr. I'll let you dive into that. I really, really like him as well. Yeah. So there's kind of two stances to this. So everyone thinks that he's just elite downfield thrower because he showed it one year with Amari Cooper. Um, and they just kind of keep that in their back pocket. And everyone kind of just stuck with that in terms of their evaluation with him. They obviously went out at Ruggs, Edwards, Lynn Bauer, but he's going to play running back. He's going to play the utility, but I think you'll see a lot of out of the backfield looks or maybe shift out to the slot. But he, Derek Carr was brutal in downfield passing last year. And he was average in his first year with John Gruden. I'm not going to take stats from when Gruden wasn't there because obviously it's a completely different offense. Yeah. So he is not that great. But like when I say brutal last year, he was like 34th out of like the quarterbacks measured. Um, I think it was like out of 20, 20% of like 900 dropbacks. So there was like 50 total quarterbacks in it, kind of the guys that had a significant role last year. And he was bad. But I think the thing people think, and I say it all the time, oh, something popped the screen, is that – Ruggs is not going to be a downfield stretcher. He's not a John Ross. He's not a – I don't know. Andy Isabella, I know he had a short-term sample last year, but we saw the one game he went off. He was literally just giving – give me the ball on the one yard one yard off the line of scrimmage. Give me the ball on a slant. Give me the ball on sort of just a rub screen route. That's what Ruggs is going to be used for. Yes, the ball is going to get downfield because Ruggs is so fast, he runs right by the defenders. That'd be like, yes, you're – like, it's just Tyree Kill catches the ball in big place because he runs right by the guys. It's not like they're calling seams and jump balls for him. So they're going to keep the game compact, tight to what they did last year with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. 
And now you just don't have to worry about not having that good downfield game. And having that short game will set up openings downfield. So I think Derek Carr is going to be a really good redraft quarterback. Dynasty, I don't know, because I think he's a free agent next year. Um, So I don't know how that's all going to play out in terms of do they go get someone, whatever. So I'm not too worried about that yet because our ninth-round pick. We can always backstock. Oh, someone just left. Okay. (laughs) You'll love to see it. Um, Backstock quarterbacks. But I think in terms of redraft, he's definitely going to be a top 16 guy for me. You never usually see someone leave. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, so value that's kind of sitting on the board right now. Um, how many picks do we still have to complete the roster? Three, I think. I, I, I kept benches with, like, fucking two people, three people. So we need a tight end, then we just need to go best available, I think. Um, Godert is nice. I don't know if he'd be our starter. I don't mind Hooper at this value. I think if we get him around here. Hayden Hurst. Um, wow, Mike Kosecki went early. I think you, yeah. you talked on that, and I didn't even realize. I'm like, there's no way in hell he went off. I don't mind that in terms of a tight end premium because I think he's going to be in line to see a lot of targets. Uh, Preston Williams towards ACL. Obviously, he's okay, but, like, to what extent is he okay? Full health. We have never seen Preston Williams and Devontae Parker both be, like, fully healthy in play. I think that's yep. the one thing people are kind of undervaluing. Last year, Preston Williams was the guy when he played those first five games. Um, he was just the downfield stretcher guy. And Parker was kind of the Michael Thomas sort of role. And then when we saw Preston Williams get hurt, that's when Parker took off. I'm not saying that's why, but I'm saying that it's because he had to do everything. So I think it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I think Williams will move to the slot more just like he did in college, which would be the most efficient. But Gusecki's third on a team, that's going to pass the ball quite a bit in terms of like target choice. So I don't mind that in tight end premium. I think in normal – and just in normal dynasties in general with no tight end premium, tight ends are a waste really. Like Kittle in the third maybe, Kelsey in the fourth or fifth. And, and like after that, I'm just kind of like off. Um, I just usually just stockpile a couple guys that I think are going to have big years here. But I don't yeah, mind I- it there at all. I'll tell a quick story. Um, Mike Kosecki fell um, in our Discord draft. Uh, he fell past 10. He fell past 11, past 12. Um, I actually didn't even realize he was there. So I had made a pick um, in the 12th round uh, with needing that one tight end. Uh, I realized he was there. I sold the – basically, I sold the entire farm to get up to him. Um, well, the rest of the farm that I had. Uh, to get Mike Kosecki, and I, and I got him at the 13.3. So there's his value is either ridiculously high, uh, way too low, or sitting in a range where people feel comfortable taking him. But I don't even know what that range is for him anymore. It's it's kind of skewed. Um, but if you get him at that value, it's phenomenal. I would I I would kind of sculpt him out to be about 11th round pick. I think maybe no 10. I'll say 10th round. Yeah, I think it'll be – he'll be the one guy that will rise a lot. In, re- in redraft, I'll probably, like I said, will strategies stay off because there's going to be guys lower that will see similar, if not close, to what we think Gusecki's going to see. Um, but I don't mind it at the eight. I mean, like, who else would you have taken there? Like, I get Justin Jefferson, but you can literally go get T. Higgins or Pittman two rounds later. So, I think it's I, – I don't mind it, especially tight end premium. I think that yeah. in a tight end premium – league he would probably be like my tight end five or six I think he's like my seven or eight in terms of all-time dynasty I'm just like not a huge Hooper guy in general um especially I went to the Browns so like Hooper's my nine and I have Hayden Hurst pretty high I'll make my case for Hurst um potentially at our 11th round pick but just in general this year in fantasy I'm all over that uh, in terms of a vacated production and athletic profile 
sort of stance uh, for him. Yeah. So other value. Carry on in the carry on in the tenth. That's crazy. I don't know how I feel about him. I really, because I love. But he's still him. twenty-two. That's the yeah. thing. I think people are kind of undervaluing that. Like Swift's going to come in and be the starter. They're going to split fifty-fifty, and the man's twenty-two. So I think it's a good stash, um, especially in the tenth round. A, do you think there's a backfield you can compare what they're about to go through to to kind of give the audience kind of an understanding? Because I've been kind of I've been trying to think about some kind of backfield that has had that kind of Green Bay. Green Bay start like legit 50-50. Like if you take the percentages, it's maybe like 52-48. But like it when you actually like watch a Green Bay game, you're like, why is Jamal Williams out there so much? And it's not because he's bad. He's an okay runner. He's literally like Jordan Howard. This gets you four yards of carry. He can pass block and you know what you're getting with him. I think that's what people are I, I the thing that strikes me a little different is that we haven't really like, seen what we can get out of carry on. So like can he take that role? But I think that he will. Yeah. I think that's I like Swift, whatever. But I think Swift's going to be like the Aaron Jones role. I think that you could also use the Niners as a comparison because they're going to have a third down. Probably, they'll probably have a big bruiser back too. I'll hit you with a comparison, and I think uh, Patricia's doing it for a reason. Uh, I'm going to go New England. I'm going to go New England. Yeah. has always kind of done that, that interesting um, two-back kind of system. Uh, I think that that's kind of what he's emulating at least. Um, yep. I, I kind of think that's a really good comparison. That's kind of maybe a lazy comparison, but it's, it's, a, it's a good one. We should um, probably go quarterback here um, just to be safe. I kind of like the Nick Foles or Phillip Rivers just to take the last starting quarterback. I kind of like Nick Foles. Um, yeah, there's not really any other starters, and we kind of need a third just in case Derek Carr doesn't pan out. Um, so who do you like out of Rivers or Foles here? Uh, Foles is their longer term. If If we went Rivers and then got Eason on the next turn – do it i don't mind it we're also running out of time i kind of i kind of if guys falls i kind of want to go guys that upside is just tremendous i get the injury but it's the 11th round but i also don't mind the um rivers eason stack at all we could probably get easy in the 12 to be honest with you i mean we do need a tight end here and i think if hearst falls i think hearst is probably my guy yeah um yeah because i like her smith and dynasty because rudolph's probably gone after this year um, but but not not as a starter this year, no chance. Yeah, uh, I don't yeah, I don't know how I thought the draft was. Um, I don't know. Can just kind of think about my head. The quarterbacks kind of scare me a little bit. Um, I like the Le'Veon. I like having the positional values kind of set in stone quite a bit, but still a little bit scary. I guess you could say. Obviously, we'd show up the running backs and receivers and whatnot, but. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of wanted Brady at that 8-8, eight, eight, and then I wouldn't have to worry about quarterback for, like, the last round. Uh, but – I do yeah. have a question for you. Um, how do you feel about uh, trading away your picks, your 2021 picks, um, your picks for the future in a dynasty startup? What What is your thoughts on, on people doing that, uh, how to take advantage of it maybe, or or, or any kind of strategy for, for doing that? Yeah, I think that with that strategy, I think people – when you when you commit to doing that, you need to commit to winning it right away. Um, yeah. Not that the rookies always hit and whatnot, but the the imaginary value in people's heads of picks is so high come next off season that you can make so much out of them. Um, I know me and Bush had a trade. I can give an example of a trade. I traded the one hundred three and the one hundred six in a in a. Uh, 
in a one quarterback league for before the draft, carry on Debo Samuel and Tyler Lockett. And at the time I was like, yeah, pretty good value. I'll probably get a low end RB two. And then what a wide receiver, low, high two and maybe like a low two, yeah. whatever. But then after the draft, I got swift and I was like, oh gosh, and then you look back at it, but how many of these running backs and receivers are actually going to be, and I'm also, also offloading this to one guy. So he has those two picks. How many of those two picks, what are the chances of those two picks hit a hundred targeted game guy or a year in Tyler Lockett, a Swiss Army knife in Debo, and probably a 50% share at like 125 touches and carry on Johnson. So like I said, you just got to have to commit. Um, I'm going to go Hayden Hurst because we didn't need a tight end. So when you make that initial, you just sell a 2021 first, commit to doing it. Like you're like, all right, go. Like get Julio in the fourth, get Lev Bell in the sixth or seventh. Like make sure you are in contention, but players that you could also sell for probably seconds or a younger guy in a second, or maybe even a first for like Julio. You could probably sell Julio for like a first um, and maybe like a shot in the dark receiver or something like that. Then you're kind of back to square one, which is always good. But on the flip side, acquiring picks, you don't always necessarily have to say you're rebuilding. Um, if it comes to – like in the startup we did, it just came down to where people were just throwing me first. So I'm like, yeah, screw it. I'm just going to acquire picks and flip them next year and build my team from there. Not necessarily from the rookie standpoint, but just a mixture of having that capital. So it kind of can go both ways. But I think once you start trading away picks is when you need to commit. Um, I just think that it's it's dumb to trade away your pick and then go take your super young guys. Uh, just kind of defeats the purpose because then you're just like out of a yeah. pick and you're banking on young production that hasn't been proven yet. So you're kind of – obviously it can hit. Obviously the production can hit. But like if it doesn't hit, then you're screwed because you can't replace them with anybody. Yeah, I mean you got to feel really confident when you do that. Um, so, geez, we're, we're coming down to the last round here, a little bit left. Um, we got three picks left in this round, then one more round after. Uh, obviously, we're talking about Jacob Eason. There's some wide receiver talents who I really, really like here. Uh, John Brown, Preston Williams, two guys I'm very much backing right now uh, as overall talents. So, very, very excited to, uh, to see. One guy I want to potentially throw is Brandon Cooks in here. If he were to fall and I get that there's the whole concussion and stuff, but he is 26, a lot of vacated production. They obviously traded for him for a reason. Like he obviously seems like he's okay. Uh, the 12th round is screamingly value. No matter like, I mean, like even if he plays 10 games, like he's going to have so much production in those 10 games. So I would kind of probably maybe prefer them over John Brown. I was actually doing a little bit of a study of the whole Stefan Diggs thing. And I know we kind of broke it down at the beginning and gave a reason why, not necessarily John Brown's the better receiver. Maybe not necessarily why he'll finish higher in fantasy, but why you shouldn't really go get digs, I guess you could say. Or maybe just have a little lower expectations. So all of digs six touchdowns, right, were on deep balls from PFF. So deep balls are, if I remember right, I think it's 20, 20 or more yards in the air. Not necessarily you could catch it and run backwards five yards, but it's still a deep ball because it's thrown 20 yards in the air. All six of his touchdowns are from that. I think Kirk Cousins ranked 10th in terms of deep ball percentage and Josh Allen ranked 28th in deep ball percentage last year. That was with – so he, he had the six touchdowns with just Adam Thielen there for half the season. Now you add in John Brown. You add in Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. The rushing ability of Josh Allen, I think I'm just going to be completely off the digs in terms of dynasty and redraft. Um, I gave the OBJ switching teams comp due to market share. 
kind of the same way there, but I think this is screaming more of a like it, the numbers completely aren't adding up. He could easily switch to the slot receiver. I think he has the skills to do that, but they're not going to move Cole Beasley, five foot ten Cole Beasley outside. Yeah, quick comment. Blake Jarwin's not a breakout. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, okay, so I'm I'm sorry, but the comments are there and I'm reading them and maybe that's a mistake. But uh how can he be a breakout? How? With with what with what target share? Like 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 how is he supposed to just magically get to a point where he can actually break out? Um, you know, not that that's on Robert, but you know, Danny gassing him up. Stupid. Uh you can't expect C D and everyone else in, in that to to just provide targets for this guy I, I don't I don't see it and and they're taking away the fact that Zeke is still a very very good running back who will run the ball efficiently and can receive out of the backfield it's not like it's Derrick Henry and you know you're not stealing any targets from him um I just don't get it uh, I don't get why I mean maybe, yeah. maybe there's not phenomenal tight ends before- before the before the draft I was all over him because I didn't think they were going to go out of first round capital and receiver and I think a second or third would complement with him nice in terms of how they would merge their games but I think the thing with Jarwin is he's a very bad run blocker so I don't even know if he's going to be the starter on the depth chart just because Dalton Schultz is pretty okay in run blocking they could also go add someone um I mean I like Jarwin as like a redraft late flyer because you can just replace him but I don't know about dynasty um I prefer Johnny Smith in redraft and dynasty Dynasty Irv Smith and just go pair with like a Eric Ebron, Jared Cook, um, Jack Doyle guy. So we'll see. Oh, there goes Danny in the comments. Well, phenomenal. Um, kind of watched some other things fall out. Oh, Jameis. Dang it. <laughs> there was no way you wanted to go there. I wasn't going to let kind it of. happen. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't have gone. And maybe if we did 15 rounds, I would have definitely scooped him up. Um, I think he's a good value. For sure here. So Brandon Cooks went. Okay, so you like um, – who did you say you like John Brown, Preston Williams? Yeah, I do. Matt Burita too. Um, I think we should probably go with a younger guy just because we probably wouldn't even play John Brown unless it's a bye week. Um, ah, Dylan, you know us I kind of don't well. mind – I don't mind a running back here either. Well, we thought about going to Easton, right? And we thought about getting that uh, that pairing with Rivers just to be safe. Um Nick Foles is always there, too. Yeah. So, in, in reality, if we had more rounds, we'd probably wait because Nick Foles is still there, too. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind Preston Williams here. Ayuk fell there. I kind of like that for being a first-round receiver. It's a pass on my end. I think Ayuk mm-hmm. and, and Debo the same thing, and it's a running offense. I'm okay. Since we're kind of in a win-now window, I don't mind Marvin Jones or Edelman either. Um, Marvin Jones is an interesting move. Um, that's a really good offense. I, I like I that. I haven't taken him like at all yet. Me neither. I don't know why. I think it's just like you're just so worn out of the name, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just he's just kind of older with the injury history that has been repetitive. Um, Injured quarterback, Kenny Galladay is the alpha. I kind of it's kind of similar value to why John Brown's here. Why you could say Brandon Cooks, Mike Williams, kind of similar roles. Which I don't, I don't mind that being there at all. I guess I think that's kind of similar to where he should be going, for sure. but, yeah, so those are our 12 rounds. Uh, we decided to do this for the video uh, since it's kind of Dynasty startup time for the Dynasty stock market today on Wednesday. Friday, Dwayne and I will be doing uh, FFPC draft value, um, draft, startup draft values. And then next week we'll probably – I think we're going to maybe do our rankings. I don't want to go through necessarily the rankings position by position. I kind of want to maybe do top 12 or something like that 
Um, yeah. I think those can get repetitive. So we'll be doing that next week. By next week, for sure, we will have our rankings in the site updated. Um, just kind of how to get some back-end stuff going for sure. But, yeah, so we're going to get the final two picks here. Um, yeah. Curtis Samuel, we talked about him in the last week's episode. I think he's a good value for sure. Mm-hmm. And then Matt Breida, also a good value there. I think he'll be a 10-touch-a-game guy, but they'll be very efficient touches yeah. in the final uh, I think that, that offense is going to be a lot more efficient than people think. Um, go Dolphins. I think for this sure, is for a sure. really, really good time for them. I, I think – uh, we got over the really, really heartbreaking season that was last year where I didn't want to watch any games. Uh, but Beefalo has done – Chris Greer and Beefalo have done an incredible job with that team. Um, in all honesty, phenomenal. Uh, so that ends the draft. All righty. So with that being said, we will see you guys on – well, I will see you guys on Friday. Tyler and I will be with you next Wednesday. Make sure to like, subscribe. Get the and free draft guide. Oh. Check out our quiz show. Drop yesterday. Really, really fun video. Uh, a lot of intricate stuff thrown in there. Um, Alex, our new editor, did an incredible job with that. Uh, and again, thank you for watching. You can close.